Welcome back. Welcome back. To Pop Opinion. Pop Opinions. Episode 71. You were really stressing about that before we started. Yeah, like, I know. I was like, was last week 70? My gosh. Because the week before was 69. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know. I know you think it's like a thing that I don't remember, but I have like the worst memory and you know that. So I really don't know from week to week. Plus, so, it's just like a quick little timbit, like tip tidbit, yeah, not a timbit, not a timbit. No, shout out to Tim's. Um, not a sponsor. When's the last time you even had Tim Hortons? Oh gosh, I couldn't even tell you. Like, Years, like over under twenty ten. Oh, over twenty ten only because I would have I d- I didn't go vegan till twenty sixteen. Okay, over under twenty sixteen. Mm, I have no idea. Like, and then. They they just got like within the last year milk that's not cow milk, so I never would get it. So t- like sheep's milk, stop. Goat's milk, almond or oat or soy, soy, soya. So I never went there. I always went to Starbucks because Starbucks is a little more ahead of the time. Not even for vegan, but people are lactose. Like, come on, get with the program, people. I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you the last time. I think I went there. Oh, I know. For when I did that, when we did the huge charcuterie board on the island. island. When was that? Is that when we did the Popcorn Olympics? No, I don't think that's the same night. Oh, okay. There's there's a lot of panty nights that just combined. Right? We've had some fun. We're making the best of it. Not as much now. No, I know, right? We're all really busy. We are. I'm really jealous that you guys are all going to be on the train together next Wednesday. <laughs> I want to be on the train. They all have to take the train and they all realize that the, like that they all are leaving at the same time. I'm so jealous. And I get to leave first. You do? Yeah. Oh, to come back home. No, just like on the train. Like I get off first. Oh, you get off first. And then dad and Meg will get off at the same stop? Yeah, because there's only one other stop okay. after. Cool. Yeah. That's a that was a great anecdote into our family household. Case, how you doing? Um, I'm okay. Yeah, hanging in, you know. Hanging in there. Today I realized that I have not worked a full <laughs> week of work since September. Whole be- five days. A whole five days. Because of Meg's injury. I took some time off and then when I did go back, I would only work uh I didn't work full time. I only worked when um if dad was here so and then she had lots of appointments and stuff so I really have not worked a full week and I am really feeling it I'm like wow it is Thursday and I feel like it should be Sunday not even Saturday guys Sunday like I'm like this week has got to end but it's good I cleaned my whole office the other day and it felt really good to get it all cleaned up and I got to do a bit of crafty things the other day so that was really fun so yeah, just the balance of like keeping the house running and like work is, I forgot. Yeah. Okay, it's a lot, but that's okay. How are you, Jack? I'm good. Today, I'm tired. Yeah, today was one of like the most <gasps> whirlwind days ever. Say what happened though, because you wouldn't say it last week. I wouldn't just because I didn't know for sure, but I, I did get an internship. Yes. At the Hockey News. <laughs> I, hope, I hope if Sam, if you're listening, I'm ready to go to work. So Mar- exciting. March and well actually March just March to the beginning of April and It's such a great opportunity though to network yourself, to meet people, to 
maybe you maybe they can hire you who know like it's just a good and if they can't at least you could use them as a reference because you there's some experience there like it's such a great opportunity mm-hmm. it's sports hockey specifically yeah yeah so he had an article to write to get the job so he had to write this article and then he's like yeah i'm like oh did you get the article done he's like yeah i gave it to dad to read and i was like oh how come i can't read it and he was like who is the coach uh what team does John Cooper coach? Yeah. And then I said Buffalo Bills. Yep. Ho- he, the hockey news. Hockey. Probably wouldn't talk about Buffalo the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Yeah. So that's why he didn't pick me to read it. Oh, but the article it and helped me get the job. Yes. Or internship, whatever, placement. There's all, you can there's call like it a whatever you want. Billion different words. Opportunity. Yes. I like it. I also had to do a weather report today. Yeah. And that was really hard because we have a green screen. And if you ever see someone do a weather report, like they legitimately have a TV across from them that they have to look at. So you have to look and make sure you're pointing at the right thing. But then you also have to talk to the camera. And it's a lot because you don't have like a script. You just have to go. You have to throw out all your information based on the map that's right, in front of you right and then there's like a few different like kinds of maps like there's uh today it was like more like i mean it pretty much just cut it actually it was a whole map of canada but it was just focusing on western ontario. canada oh, okay. and ontario and then there's an ontario specific and then there's weekend forecast and then there's what's the like right now what's the could temp- you imagine me in this position Talk about my ADD coming in full I w- force. I would love to watch it just because I feel like, and it's definitely not an easy thing of no. like trying to point at the right thing. Yeah. But then also making sure you're looking at the camera. It's no, I it's would, disorienting. I would not be able to do it. Maybe I'll ask my professors and see if you can come in and do it. Uh, could sh- I could perform for you guys. I would love, they would love that. Thank you. Maybe Thank you get you. hired. <gasps> Maybe that could be my next job. Weather girl. Weather girl. Yeah, but definitely i mean in a long day too like we're recording and it's like almost seven o'clock and <laughs> bedtime i'm not usually up for 12 hours especially like a draining 12 hours yeah now oh. you see why i go to bed early though because like come home and it's like you know i got stuff like it's not like i come home and sit on the couch like i got today i went grocery shopping and then i did a little yoga and then clean up and then you gotta make dinner and you know what i mean so that's why i go to bed so early because yeah. my eyes are like burning right now because it's like seven yeah, this might be a low low energy no it's not i'm good i'm just saying once this is done i'm going to bed i still might be like again i always just like hit that extra win once it's like nine ten o'clock oh wait mm. you're going to bed after this he, oh no i'm not nice. oh it depends we'll see yeah okay well i guess that that's something we can figure out off air we could i don't think we have to air it all all of our stuff no because we already talked about this for like seven minutes <laughs> okay go tammy's uh today we are gonna do our top 100 movie challenge our third last second last third last we're not sure we have like one movie this, we have three movies left so after like, this one so yeah. how do you split that up we also didn't watch vertigo right which might just not watch there's yeah. a couple we just didn't watch that's true but uh, yeah, one of our one of our last ones we've got Alien and the Truman Show. Mm-hmm. Definitely one that will probably create more of a conversation. One hundred percent, especially because one of them I stopped watching. Because I, I I mean I get it like it is very existential and 
you know, he starts to discover that <laughs> no, maybe the, the world, other one. Maybe the world isn't what he thinks it is. No, I know. Okay, you want to start with that one? No, let's start with Alien. Okay, because that'll take me five seconds. Yeah, Alien, 1979, directed by Ridley Scott. Again, maybe someone that leaves a sour taste in my mouth because he feels like an old man yelling at a cloud now, mm-hmm. and he complains about Marvel movies and. That might he be. He does. I thought Martin Scorsese. It was Scorsese. Maybe not Marvel movies. It was something else. He yeah, just, yeah. He pitches and moans. Um, so this is about the crew of the commercial ship Nostromo, as they encounter a deadly and aggressive extraterrestrial that's set loose on the ship, on their ship. Yeah. So I stopped watching once the alien came out of the guy's stomach. I was like, that's yeah. enough for me. That's fair. I'm going to have to go and turn friends on now to balance out the horror show that's going on in my head. So once that happened, I stopped watching it and I was like, I don't know, Jack's going to have to carry that one because I can't physically watch that movie and then go to sleep at night. So once that happened, I was like, my only thing was that I can contribute to this is Sigourney Weaver's on the ship. And then there's like a couple people out on the ship exploring, right? And then she, so an alien attacks one of their faces, right? Or something. And called then, a face hugger. A face hugger. And then she, they're trying to get back on the ship. And she's saying, no, you have to, we have to quarantine. And then she lets them on anyway. And that's where it all falls apart. So. So like she almost had the right logic. She totally had the right logic, but then she got bullied into opening the door. But I guess what kind of movie would it be if they were all left out there? That'd but, be, I think that'd be a great series people should do where it's like, not 10 second movies but like movies as short as they can be and it's like oh my god we you, we can't let i can't let you guys back on oh okay and then she just like flies away and the movie's over <laughs> can you imagine people go to the theater and they're all like okay i think that'd have to be like a youtube thing where okay. someone's yeah. like we're gonna make the movie as short as possible because then it's like oh, okay we figured it out like yeah. and it's resolved so much earlier than it would have to be right like the truman show you could do the same thing where it's like like wakes up one day or like maybe not from birth but wakes up when like we meet him as an adult and like oh this is kind of weird it's almost like that's like a tv show about my life yeah and then ed harris walks out and it's like cut okay <laughs> everyone can we start over <laughs> new yeah. guy we need a new truman <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so that's all i have to contribute for alien too scary for me not my cup of tea and i will not sleep at night so take it away jack um, I found it really weird that the computer was called Mother. Mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. that really creepy. The yeah. face hugger was something that I've seen repeated. Like it was on an episode of Rick and Morty and I didn't realize that's what this is what it came from. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, the chest burst scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of cool. Like the face hugger is the same guy that gets... This alien out of his stomach, yeah. Yeah, and they're just like chilling, eating dinner and then... All of a sudden he's screaming. And just like, ah, and then it just pops out. He must die, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, because his heart was like beating. And then I was like. He lost like too much blood. And I was like, and done. And then the alien flew away or did whatever, ran away, whatever it did. And I was, that's when I was like, and cut. Yeah, that was also one of like, not a plot hole, but like, they're just like trying to find it. And then eventually someone discovers, oh, it's at full, not full string. It's at full size now. Mm. And it's like, okay, what? doesn't really make sense because right. it hasn't been like years it's been like hours or days at most okay maybe that was its mother yeah, oh, maybe coming on to because there because there was the eggs 
That's I don't how know. the that's how the face hugger thing happened. It was a bunch uh, of eggs. Um, you did miss a great reveal. Okay. There was um, Ash, who was the something science scientist. Okay. Was actually an android. Oh. And his job was to get the alien back to Earth so it could be like tested on. And it said like you don't need to care about anybody else because he'll obviously survive because he's a robot. So like all the human lives are expendable. <gasps> wow, that is a good plot twist. And like the the way you find out is kind of weird though, because like he gets his head knocked off. Oh. But then like it's like one of those like oh there's a bunch of wires and not like blood. Right. So people are like he doesn't robot. seem like he's a human. No. Nope. Okay. Um, it's one of those like lone survivor stories. Like she's the only one left. It's her oh, and a okay. cat. Right. Um, and who? And she's not the alien, or she's not the robot. No. Okay. Just the one robot, and like someone just like burns the robot, mm. so robot's not a problem anymore. Yeah. No. Let's get rid of the robot. Uh. The ending- so sorry. One person lives. Like Sigourney Weaver. Okay. Gotcha. Uh. And the cat. Thank God. There's some like real like the ending is just really bad. It kind of felt like. Most of the plot kind of makes sense. There's a little bit of, there's like a couple plot holes, but then the end is just kind of like that cliche, like they just like ran out of ideas and it's like, um, okay, so she's trying to run out of the ship, but then the alien corners her and, and she has a flamethrower and, 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 but then she loses it and then catapults him away, but then it's not gone or she, I think it's she actually, um, it's not gone. And then she gets away mm. like that really i don't know if my description is that far off from what the ending felt like really i the cgi is pretty bad but like it's 1979 i'm not gonna criticize right. that too much right right um it just hasn't aged well right yeah that's fair um the alien uh for the actors was a spray painted uh beach ball oh so they would know where to look yeah nice kind of like they did that with like the hulk and the in not the Avengers, uh, maybe the Avengers, but some of the movies, they would just have the actor there and then they'd have a giant like stick pointing up and be like, oh, this okay. is where his face would be. Like, that's where you're supposed to look. That makes sense. So you're not looking at his like knees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this movie was pitched as Jaws in Space. Oh, okay. Did you like Jaws? This was a while ago. Okay. I don't know. I thought it was it was a lot better than what I thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, I guess I would say that. It was better than I thought. This was the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it would be better. Yeah. How, uh, and there's been a lot of sequels, hasn't there? A great segue. Oh, thank you. I have a game. Oh, fun. And this is over under okay. how many movies in the Alien franchise. For, so for those playing at home, I'm counting the Alien movies themselves. There's Alien versus Predator. Okay. And... There's one prequel movie. Oh, okay. I'm going to say... Oh, are you going to guess? Because if not, I have an over-under. Oh, yeah. Give me your over-under. Okay. Over-under 10 movies. (gasps) Oh, my God. My answer was going to be seven. So I'm going to say under. It is under. It's nine. Nine. Nine movies. Five alien movies, three alien versus predator, and one prequel. What's the predator? Predator is like another franchise. And no, but they, like, what is the actual predator? Like, there, I know what an alien is, but what is the predator? Like, is there? Uh, a, I don't, I don't, it doesn't matter. I never okay. watched the movie. Oh, okay. I, I just think, was curious. Like, was it? I'm trying to think who's in that movie. I'll, no, it's like you know what I mean. Predator. Predator to me can be lots of things. Is it like a man? Is it a cougar? Is it like what's the predator? 
Um, those, is, is it a hippo? Hippos are the worst. People don't know that. Uh, Arnie's in it. Arnold. Oh. Short. Oh, not Army Army Hammer. No. Yeah, I was like, ooh. No, uh, it's 1987 movie. I don't think Army right. Hammer would make it to that. Um, um, it's okay. We don't have to the like. crew discovers they are being hunted by a brutal creature with superhuman strength. Oh, okay. So it's like creature. A creature. Nothing, nothing specific. Carl Weathers in it too. Cool. Surprised it wasn't top 100 movie, especially Alien vs Predator. That sounds, sounds great. Wow. And then that one prequel is uh, Prometheus. I'm mm. pretty sure it's called. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I'm ever gonna watch any of the other movies. No, I'm definitely gonna watch them this weekend. That's Pop good. some popcorn and yeah. Pop some chests open. <laughs> no, I'm good. Our stomach, whatever it was. No. Um. Yeah. That's that's it for Alien. Okay. That's good. I don't know. I just I don't really have much that much to say. I was just like not disappointed throughout, but it was just underwhelming. Yeah, that's fair. We're not gonna like every movie. No, that's true. There's a hundred of them. Yeah. I would say we like most of them. Yeah, probably. Right. We should rank all 100 movies. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine how boring that would be? And at number 100, at number, I think of like at number 52. Right. And we're almost halfway there, guys. Are you still listening? Be like a four-hour episode, right? Uh, our second movie. We could rank. Sorry, we could rank top 10 of this though. Yeah, we could do that. We'll put them in tiers. It's always my. I like tiers. Yeah, you like tiers. Because then it's easier because then you just go tier one. Because then it's not, you're probably not including every movie, but it's like, this is out of all of them we watched. It's like five tiers. Right. It's yeah. easier. We'll do that. We're going to do that with Marvel movies too. I know. You really have to, because you always say like, I need time to do it. I know. But then. I don't do it. Yeah. And you just, and then I ask you if you started it and you're like, no. Okay. I will, I will write it on my thing. Okay. After we're done. Okay. Okay. Our second movie. Yes. I can contribute now. 1998's The Truman Show, mm-hmm. directed by Peter Weir. It is... I liked I liked the psychological comedy drama Yeah. that follows Truman Burbank, who lives a normal life that is broadcasted for the world to see. Yeah. So he's in this like, big dome thing, and the whole thing is just like his life is being film like a reality show only he's the only one that doesn't know that it is happening everybody else has paid actors yeah like even his like wife his mom like everything like it's so mean anyways i think so what i wrote is although it's like a simple story it is heavy with metaphor and message and then you know like he starts realizing that like something is wrong and he he asks his mom like what's going on and they all make him think he's crazy which is for me, it's like those people in your life that are like, like right now I'm listening to Dave Grohl's book and his dad was like, you'll never make it as like, it's those naysayers that are like, that will never happen. That's what Truman Show people were like, you are crazy. I was going to say some classic gaslighting. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it's ever, so bad. Whenever he tries to question everything, it's just like, no, what are you talking about? Like, that's not, yeah. why, why would that happen? This doesn't exist. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so manipulative, right? Yeah, they... And, I mean, they don't want him to leave this little island that they've created that he can't get out of anyway. He doesn't know that because it looks like a sky and it looks like it goes on forever. And he does have... They they did a good job with the writing of this story that 
when he was young, he mm-hmm. lost his dad. Yeah. So because to scare him from ever going out there, swimming on a boat, anything, they've made him scared. So they manipulated the situation so that he was on this island, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's also the guy, you know, when he goes to the newsstand every day and there's always a guy holding a newspaper. If you read the articles, it's whatever they want him subliminally to know. Like when he starts questioning things, like I think he wants to go to Fiji or something. And then it's like, you know, the title would be like Fiji is like the worst place to go. Like it was, it's not, that's not verbatim, but it's like those, right? Like they would constantly put things so that he would see it, but not really see it. Yeah. You know? The subliminal messaging is great for that. It's also good when they use product placement. Oh, it's it's the best part of them. Like, it's so funny to me. Because it's it was the... Even the first time I watched it, I'm like, okay, this is at least somewhat realistic. Because if you just... If anyone thought you could just make this... Right. And you could make this whole town and have one not even actor, I guess a bunch of actors and one person just living it. There's no way people just watch that all the time enough to make it money. Right. You have to throw product placements in there. The best is when Laura Linney, I think it's hot chocolate or something. And she goes, what about this nice cup of chocolate? It has blah, blah, blah. And she starts like, like you can tell it's commercial. And Isn't he's that like, the part when he starts like screaming? To? Who are you talking to? Right? <laughs> like yeah. it's, or she's got the lawnmower. I don't know. They have all those things. It's so funny to me, right? It's a it's the comedic part. It's kind of the like almost break from this movie because it's so real and it becomes so existential. Totally. So it gives you a bit of like comedy in there. Um uh yeah, so I think another message is, like, change, it scares people. I know they want their TV show to go on, but as a metaphor of the movie, I think, you know, change scares people. So when he says, I want to go to Fiji, they all try to start, like, scaring him out of it. Or when he's a kid and he's like, I want to be an explorer, and the teacher's like, oh, it's everything's already been discovered. Like, they just try and always talk him out of things, and they try to, like, change his mind because I think, you know, I mean, they want their TV show to go on or whatever. But can you imagine, like, procreating if him and his wife had procreated. And, like, that's mean. <laughs> like, yeah. You have a, like, he's in a bubble and he doesn't even know it. And they throw in that other little side love story, which I forgot who the girl was. Natasha. I'll, I don't know how to say her last Mac-Lone? name. McElhone. McElhone. Mm-hmm. I don't think I know her from anything. She's from Californication. That's how I know her. But she tries to warn him. She tries to, like, tell him what's going on. And it stays with him, even though he gets talked out of other things. But they set up the whole thing. Like, he's in lo- he's actually in love with Natasha. And then he's married to this other girl. And she doesn't really love him. Yeah, because it's good for the show. Yeah. And she's like, I, I, I love that because, like, she's watching the show. And she's watching what he has to go through. She's not suffering as much as he is, but it's pretty close. Yeah. And she gets, yeah, she gets really sad. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. Um, so I love like the ending when he, when he, how he sneaks away, he builds that fort thing and he has the, the thing playing like the snoring and he gets on this boat and he's just going. And then Ed Harris, who's in charge of this whole dome thing with Paul Giamatti. I was really excited to see him. Um, he starts talking to him like Truman, like everybody's, um, you know, we've all watched you and we've whatever, like don't go out there, like stay or whatever. And he's, you know, we've been watching every move and his last line is, 
but you, oh, he's like, we had cameras everywhere, whatever he's saying to him. And he's like, you never had a camera in my head. And I just thought that was such a poetic way of being like, a lot can happen on your outside, like how you present yourself, but nobody knows what you're thinking and really how you're feeling. Right. So I just thought it was very poetic and he just opens the door and walks out of the dome and that's it. And I, 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 I kept thinking to myself after it ended, like, can you imagine what that would be like actually going out in the world after being in this like bubble? Like it would be really scary because everything is set up for him. But when you're out in the world, it's not going to be all set. Mm-hmm. And like, what do you do? Like, it's like almost like a baby learning all over again. Right. Yeah. To me, the most like devastating part is not even like his wife not really being in love with him or whatever. To me, it's the friend like Noah Emmerich. Yeah. Like it's like it feels like such a real friendship and it's like, but it's not. I know. I wonder if like when it's done, he would reach out. Like I almost like want a sequel of like, how is everybody doing now or something? Like Where are they now? Yeah, like a Truman show outside of the show or something. Or he's doing an interview or he's on a book talk or you know, and then we get to see kind of what has happened in his life or something. Because I feel like it just kind of ended like ambiguously where we were like, I don't like what happens to him. Yeah. What what would he be doing now? Yeah. Is he happy? Is he has he adjusted? Is he still with his lady friend who was running? Right. Once he saw that, once she saw he was leaving and she grabbed her coat and ran. So but we didn't even see the reunion. So we don't know. No. Maybe they didn't meet each other. <gasps> Devastation. Uh, I just love... This is my favorite Jim Carrey performance. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah, he's really good. Like, the way he goes... Because the beginning of the movie feels like it could be any Jim Carrey movie. Because it's like... Silly and goofy. Fun, happy-go-lucky. Yeah. If I... Uh, good morning. If I don't see you later. Good afternoon. Mm-hmm. Good night. Good evening. Yeah, or yeah. whatever he says. Yeah. Like, it's uh, that, that sequence. And I'm like, okay, so it's a Jim Carrey performance. And then... Just the way, and I think the movie builds perfectly of, well, builds perfectly to, like, him slowly questioning Learning things. Learning and everything, And seeing, right. like, kind of paying attention to, like, okay, this person's, like, moving their car mirror to look at me. Right. Or when he's saying, like, stand here, watch, you're going to see a car or a bike go by, then a car go by, then this. Like, it's the same sequence. And he starts noticing, like, why is it on a loop? Like, why does that keep happening? And, you know, like, he starts kind of realizing things. And then it kind of made me think, like, are we... Are we um, in tune enough to notice stuff like that as a society? We, w- I think we just sometimes are on autopilot. You know, I know sometimes I drive to work and all of a sudden I'm like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> I don't remember the last little like drive, but oh, you I've know, like, too. right. So it's like, are we all on autopilot that we would even notice something like that? Like it's, maybe we're all in a bubble. We could be. This is, if anybody wants to say the world is a simulation, this is, this is the movie to go to and be <laughs> like, see, this is your proof. Yeah. This is evidence that yeah. it's at least possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, I am personally someone that's still like, I, like I watch this movie and I just think in the back of my head, like, what if none of this is real? Right. And like everybody that's around me, it's just fake. I know. I it's- said it, I said it to my girlfriend today. I was like, so, like, you're, like, really my girlfriend, right? Like, you didn't get hired as an actor to be <laughs> right. to be my girlfriend? She's like, no. And I'm like, but that's exactly what they would tell you exactly. to say. And she, like, I was trying to look and see if she was panicking. Like, there's some times where I, I truly believe 
there is a camera crew or something right. following me and like watching me all the time yeah and i know that's just life and that's my own perspective perspective of myself right because i also think about like how you only can see yourself when you look into a mirror if i look in the window and i see a reflection that's the only time i can see myself right so it's I know. the first person perspective that everyone's everyone's watching right it is I, ho- I don't think anyone would really enjoy the show about me why I think they would enjoy a show about our family. It'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Don't you think? It'd be fun. Probably be fun. But then like... Not all the time though. That's the only problem. That's, yeah, now the we're 20- sitting here watching TV. Yeah. The 24-7 part. Especially I love how they create in this movie where it's everyone's watching. Right. People gather at a bar to watch what's going to happen. So it's like a sporting event almost. Yeah. Right? And it's literally just this guy's life. Like it's nothing like... It's not super exciting. Like, it's just like he goes to work and makes fake phone calls and, right? Like, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's almost like a social experiment. I know. That, like, I wish. I remember uh, uh, Hassan Minhaj, who's like a really funny comedian. Actually, was it? I'm pretty sure it was him that said in like 2016, like, we should just like create this fake world for a certain former president to just live in and we tell him he's the president and he can make all these decisions but he's just in this bubble that doesn't doesn't affect anything i'm like that would be the best version of the truman show the best because he would think he's amazing so great you're taken care of and then we'd all live like happily ever after Mm -hmm. um although this movie was made like came out in 1998 there was some uh i was about to say because some people say controversy Mm. like controversy okay uh not controversy but it was just like director like there was a lot of big name like steven spielberg and a few of those names were up for directing and ultimately they decided on weir and jim carrey both in 1995 so three years before the movie even came out oh okay yeah didn't he do um the man in the moon or something with him too Oh, is that both of them i was gonna well, i know that's jim carrey but i know i thought it was him too though but I could be wrong. I'm not sure. Peter Weir. Oh, it might be Andy. No, it's not. It's Andy something. Is it Andy Kaufman? Yeah. That's but it's like, about him. I it's know. It's about Andy Kaufman. Yeah, so it's not. I don't know. Um, I feel like it. Whoa, he did Dead Poets Society. Who did? Peter Weir. Oh, nice. I can't believe that's not on here. I know. I love that movie. I love that movie, too. Such a good movie. I don't see it. I feel like it would be like one of yeah, the Yeah, I feel first. like it would be there. Yeah. I still haven't watched the... Um, the Jim Carrey, like Jim and Andy, where like he talked about how mm. like Andy Kaufman like came into his body. Right. Uh, oh, it's uh, Milos Forman, who has done a couple of the movies that we've seen. Nice. Um, Amadeus, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm, those are some good ones. Yeah, that's the only ones I really know. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah, so I guess the way I can end this is if anybody's watching my TV show, I hope you enjoy <laughs> it. We're on season 22 i I love the i love the new memes that are coming out like season three of the covid is like those are so funny even people do that with sports of like i just binge watched um season whatever season 75 of the nba so far it's pretty good but you know i hate wait having to wait for the season to finish i just think it's so funny when people do that people are so funny and creative yeah so, yeah, I hope everyone's enjoying my show. Yeah, I hope everyone's enjoying my show. It's super stimulating. I just, I I get in phases, especially when I watch this show, where I just, like, 
it's probably a little concerning how much like I've really believed the, in the Truman Show. It, like yeah. that it's that I'm the Truman Show. Right. Yeah. Or, like you're not even my mom. <gasps> Devastation. Like, you're hired. I, at least at least we look alike. Yeah. That's they did a true. good job casting. They did. They did. I wonder who is directing. Who would direct your Truman Show? Like who would you want? Who would I want directing my Truman Show? Um, Catherine Bigelow. It's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I definitely want it to be a female. <laughs> I would say girl Qu- power. I'd say Quentin Tarantino, but then Ooh, probably yeah. wouldn't <laughs> end well. No, that wouldn't be great. At least I'm the and the protagonist, so like I have yeah. a good chance of surviving. Hopefully. Like how many protagonists die in Tarantino movies? I don't think none of them, right? I'd say only Pulp Fiction. Yeah. No spoilers here. No spoilers here. You can go back to episode... I don't remember what episode that was. <laughs> imagine? We did watch Pulp Fiction, though. We did. I love it. Uh, let's get into... I don't even think I teased this before. I no, think I, you didn't. No, so we have another new segment called Rate It. Rate It. So we have uh, 20 shows. We have, or we have 10 shows each, but two of them are in common. Yeah. And we rated them. 1 to 10. I'm a, I'm a big... He likes rating. I like rating things. Yeah. I like giving it a numerical value of like right. how much. And you could do, we did it one to 10. You could do a percentage. Yeah. I also just like doing it where it's decimals, where it's like, you know, because it's easy to go, this was a nine out of 10. This is yeah. six out of 10. I like being like, nine. Eh, it's point. like an 8.2. <laughs> right. Like I like breaking stuff down like that. Well, because it does make it easier to be like, okay, because I had two shows that I was like, hey, these are both nines, but which one would I put higher as a nine? Right. Like whatever. So I, I do like that rating system. So I followed it as well. That's good. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's just go back and forth. And yeah. Why don't we save our two similars for the end? Sure. Is that we have two similars, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay. I'm going to start with Killing Eve, which you don't watch. No. I, I was going to say that none of these shows I've watched. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Um, so Killing Eve, you know, I love that there's two female leads, uh, Sandra O, oh, Jodie Com- Comer. I always say want to put an R in there. Com- Comer. Comer. Anyways, she's just incredible. It's, I think the first time I'd ever seen her, and I just think she just like she just is a scene scene stealer the acting of it the style of it it's so crazy and so i gave this one a nine out of ten nine out of ten yeah my first one is yellowstone mm-hmm. and this is i'm on season two yep went through season one pretty quickly really fast oh it was, wasn't that supposed to be like a surprise it was because last week i was dissing you for not watching it and i started it that night you started it that night because I think I heard the music, didn't I? And I was like, because oh, that boy. was well, that was like the plan all along. And then you were just like, you never surprised me. I'm like, OK, <laughs> I'm not going to surprise you now either. I'm just going to watch You're it. So stubborn. So, um, season two. Season two. And I would give Yellowstone an 8.8. OK, great. And That's I think good. it could obviously get higher as it goes. I just feel like. I think I know the characters well enough where it's just what are they going to add to the story? Yeah. The, I mean, it's, there's always going to be something happening. It's I can never see it getting stale. It doesn't get stale. If, I think it just, I think season three is my favorite. I would say this past one wasn't as good as season three. It was just different. It had a different tone to it, but I would say season three was my favorite. So so you gave it an 8.8, you said. 8.8. Nice. Um, I'm going to go with Parenthood, 
Um, so this is a family, huge ensemble cast. I can't even begin to name them all because there's like 20 of them. Like there's just so many. It's like, go, (laughs) it's like the parents and they have four kids and then those kids have kids and sometimes, yeah. So it just like, there's a huge, huge cast, which really gives you a lot of relationships they can dive into. Like they have like the father, you know, mother, sons, they have like just every, you know, grandparents and, you know, raising adults. Anyways, they get into some great topics. It's a really, it's a drama, but it does have funny parts and heartwarming. And I gave it an 8.9 out of 10. Nice. And they have six seasons and you can watch it still on prime. Dax is in it. Oh, you know who, who does it? I, when I was looking it up, Jason, Katmas is that I don't know if that's if I say it right but he did my so-called life which was a great show and only lasted one one or two it was so it was so good I so sad that was over and he did Friday Night Lights so same kind of like that feeling you know the feeling of like the family and the heartwarming Mm -hmm. but not too far like another show on my list not too much I weirdly enough was talking about Friday Night Lights today because someone said the name J.D. McCoy. Oh, okay. I'm like, God, that sounds so familiar. And before I Googled it, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was in Friday Night Lights, like a character in Friday Night Lights. And the only thing I can remember about that kid is that his dad like hits him. Right. It's the only thing I can remember. And he's only he's not in it a lot. No, because like he's half a season or something. I think he's in a season. Oh, okay. Because he's like the Dylan, the, new... the Dylan quarterback. Yeah. And Coach Toke Taylor. Coach Taylor. Yep. Is that East Dillon? Mm. So that's the the little rivalry. It, that was a good for that show. I should have put that show on here. That's yeah, a I good. Know. That was a good show. It's a good show. And it didn't go. It didn't really drag on for too long. No. They made a good change in there. Good. I next will rate Black Mirror. Oh okay. A very disconnected show. Mm-hmm. It's never kind of continuing stories. The the episode with Jesse Plemons and uh Kristen Milioti I don't know if actually it's her in it but it's at least she looks like her okay and it's like a Star Trekky episode but obviously it's Black Mirror so there's this like crazy wild added element that I don't really want to spoil in case people watch I think it's called the USS Callister okay and one of the best episodes of television the only reason I'm going to give it this rating is because of the disconnectedness of the show that it's mm-hmm. never like one consistent story. Right. And I think that just kind of hurts it for me that it just it it's under the same title, but it's just never that similar, I guess. Right. Like I was, it's almost like new stories every time. It's yeah. almost like sh- like when you get a book that has short stories, it's like that, like where you're just getting this is what you're getting. And this next story isn't anything to do with the other. Yeah, right? there's like no related, although they do get some pretty like big names to yeah. be a part of it. Okay. I just always think of the first episode with the uh, poor I pig. think I saw Bryce Dallas Howard one. I did not watch that one. OK, there's a good one. The Daniel Kaluuya, too. But uh, I will give Black Mirror an 8.2. Okay. That's not bad. No, but it. I'm sure some people would argue it could be higher. Also, they did the episode where you had to, like, choose your journey, which oh, was, like, yeah. wild. That is crazy. Can didn't you we, imagine? Didn't we do it together? I thought we did, yeah. Can you imagine, like, setting that up, though? That's crazy. Like, having the whole, okay, if they do this, this, like. Every every choice has a variable. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, okay, my next one is Homeland. 
Um, eight seasons, and I would say not a bad. There was not a bad one in this. It is um, so led mostly by Claire Danes. So she's a female CIA operative, like really high up in the ranks. But she is also dealing with bipolar. So we have a lot of variables that we can work with. But then it's also like trying to keep safe, like trying to keep everybody safe, and them going to different countries. And, you know, getting to know people and making deals and doing, like, spy stuff, which is, like, my favorite. Um, I said behind the scene of what it would be like acting. Oh, um, Claire Danes is, like, like I said, she's just incredible. And, yeah, it's, and scenery-wise, beautiful. So, I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, and Mandy Patinkin. I love Mandy Patinkin in this because he plays kind of like their best friends so that sometimes they're at odds with each other and sometimes they're really close, but he's kind of got that father figure with her. And anyways, yeah, it's a good one. Homeland. It'll stress you out though. Wow. Uh, my next one, I'm going to go with Suits. Suits. A uh, show that I didn't finish just because I didn't like where they went with some of the mm-hmm. aspects of the show. I'm pretty sure they didn't they lose characters. Well, Meghan Markle that and Patrick J. Adams didn't come back. Yeah, that's probably why I stopped watching it. Yeah. But the first those first few seasons Ugh. of Mike and Harvey and, and that Rachel, first episode is yeah. is incredible like it's so great and like for the amount of like courtroom shows they are they do a good job like the episode that always comes back to me is was Mike's roommate that testifies against him and then Harvey like cross examines him and basically tears apart any credibility he has within like a few sentences a few questions and and then he's like lawyers like objection and the judge overruled you have to answer this question so it just i loved their relationship i would give it an 8.4 okay the only thing with that show is this is my thing and i'm gonna actually i will talk about this next show because it kind of ties in when you start a show with a gimmick which is for him it was he didn't go to law school he just has a photographic memory but when you start with a gimmick of like like something where if, if people find out I will be fired and then so they always use that until basically everybody knew right but it was so this ties into my show the blacklist so James Spader I mean off the charts incredible the only reason I stuck with it is for him I did give it up a few years ago because they started with a gimmick of who who is he really in relation to the FBI agent who I cannot remember. Megan Boone is is the girl, but I don't know what her character's name was. But who in relation, like what's their relationship and who is this Reddington guy or whatever. So they had that gimmick and they said, if we reveal it though, the show's over. So then they just tried to skirt around it all the time. But they would be, but they tease you with it almost like, oh, we're going to tell you, but we're not. And it just got exhausting after a while. I was just like, oh my God, just, and I think it's, I think it's still going. I'm pretty sure it is still going. I've heard yeah. people talking about it. And she's left the show. So I don't. So it's just James Spader. I don't know. Which he's so good in it. I would almost watch it for him because he is. His character's great and he plays it really well. But I just think it was one of those shows. They should have. Because it was so strong in the beginning. They should have ended it sooner. So I'm giving it a 5 out of 10. 5 out of 10. I know. But if I had just the first season i would have probably given it an eight or a nine but it just 
it went on too long and the gimmicky thing I just think you got to get rid of that just I don't know make something else up then and I don't know you know yeah yeah I'm interested to see this next show if I mean the gimmick not even gimmick that they have the kind of the aspects that they have it's pretty straightforward and I think it's only three seasons but Daredevil Mm, yes Marvel's Netflix's Daredevil uh, I'm on the finale of season one, the penultimate episode. I know you're watching it, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but it has one of not like the wildest plot twists, but like just this sequence when you're kind of on your edge and you're like, oh, who's who's doing this? Who's doing that? And then the thing happens and you're like, oh, my God. Wow. What just happened? How could they have done that? Okay. That's so crazy. I'm so I'm only almost on season one. To me, there's nothing that that can really hurt the show because it's it's daredevil and it's the villain like it's gonna be them always at ends yeah yeah so i think i'm on episode five and i like it it's violent it's very it's, violent it's definitely more violent than i've seen in a long time with marvel like I thi- there's some really like shocking violent moments where i'm like wow un- unnecessary almost sometimes a little unnecessary yeah but, but then i think that's what makes it good about the show is that it's realistic and not just the superheroes that are invincible like he can bleed yeah and can get hurt yeah it's pretty great i like it because i work with blind students i do like that i have you know kind of some knowledge in my head of when i'm watching him and i'm seeing how he interacts in the world and stuff like that and when he's reading his braille and stuff like that i'm like oh i could be on that set i could do the braille for you if you want so i will give daredevil yes a 9.1 wow i just i love it good i know i can't wait to watch it um okay my next movie or show sorry is ozark and we have just started season four i want to say four might be three you guys but they're doing it in two parts, but they're calling it the same season. But each part has seven episodes, which I do not understand. Anyways, we're in the middle of it right now. It is Jason Bateman. It is Laura Linney. And they are embezzling money. No, laundering money for the Mexican cartel while the FBI is watching them. And then there's another crazy lady who's who's um, poppies. She she has poppies for some drug. I don't remember what drug she's not heroin. I don't know. Anyways, cause I don't know drugs like that. So, so you're dealing with, there's a lot of characters that are, they're all batshit crazy and they're just trying to stay alive. And now their kids know what's going on. And so they're kind of part of it. And, but Julia Garner is by far, I don't know if I'd say Jodie Comer or her, but she is the scene stealer. She is so incredible to watch. I didn't know this girl before. And right away, I was like, who is this girl? She is incredible. And I would give it a 9 out of 10. Yes. It's almost like you're trying to justify it to yourself. I know. I don't like rating because I don't want to be mean. My, but yeah, 9 out of 10 is a good number. My next show is Animal Kingdom. Mm, I'm I should have done that show. Another show that I'm at least a season behind on. Yeah. Just because it left a sour taste in my mouth. I think a lot of people felt like that, um, which is unfortunate because the se- the season that comes after the one that everyone did was one of the best ones. So ever so there's a kind of a bad season in there, and then everyone stopped watching it. But I was like, but the next season is so good. 
like season five. Sure. Um, for for what it was and the high stakes of it and the kind of dynamic between all the characters, it is all great, and they kind of cycle in a few characters, but you just get to focus on the main mm-hmm. the main few. I would give Animal Kingdom same with Suits an eight point four. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. I think it. I think it's earned it because it's sh- and it, I think it's earned it because I think it should be higher and I think yeah. it should be better. But that season was just. I know. Meh. A lot of people felt like that. Uh, my next one is Sherlock, which is uh, Cum- uh, Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. And just for the the writing and the acting, and it's it's so entertaining. I did. Get, I gave it an eight point seven. Um, but I really I and I watched it later in the game. Like I watched it. I think it was already done. And then Dad and I like flew through it though because we were both obsessed with it. The writing is really smart. Now we watched Elementary which was Johnny Lee Miller and Lucy Liu and Lucy Liu played Watson and we really liked it. And then we watched Sherlock and we were like, Ooh, that is way better. Like the, the, the writing was a little more richer and, and whatnot. So if you're going to watch, if you like kind of that elementary Sherlock, whatever, I would say go Sherlock route. Yeah. It's 8.7. Uh, so I've got three left. Uh, I'm going to go with the Mandalorian. Okay two seasons so far third mm-hmm. one coming up we got a spin-off i guess boba fett a spin-off of a spin-off kind of yeah. and this was the first first piece of star wars con uh, not the first like the first live action not just luke skywalker jedi kind of or just skywalker okay, saga right. piece of content Yes. That we, that I consumed. I can't think of any. I don't think there's anything else, especially since Disney got the deal. Um, two seasons, Pedro Pascal, this uh, revolving door of other characters. I mean, Gina Carano, who's not going to be back. Bill Burr makes a couple of appearances, which is funny because he said he hated Star Wars. And it was such a, it was such a good joke. A couple other people that I don't want to say just because I don't want to spoil them being mm-hmm. in the show because mm-hmm. it is such good reveals when they are. Yeah. And I absolutely love this show. Big, mm. big Star Wars nerd. And I've watched the two seasons. I think I've watched. I think I've watched the first season three times and the second season twice. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I would give The Mandalorian an 8.9. Wow. It's hard for you to get a 9, eh? In your world. It is very close. It, it gets. It needs that one more season. That's kind of my threshold. Of you yeah. need three good seasons, and you can get a nine. The season with Besides or the Daredevil, I guess. season. The episode with Rosario Dawson was by far the best. Yeah. Episode I've ever seen in that show. I really enjoy that show more than I'm. I'm not as enjoying Boba Fett as much. I think it's because it's also very different from like the kind of cut and dry Star Wars. Like they're yeah. trying to get more creative with it. Yeah, which is fine, but. Um, okay. I have a show called Timeless and I'm sure a lot of people don't even know the show. It only ran for two years and it really had a hard time. I think the people that watched it really loved it, but it had a hard time. Like they kept changing time slots and then they canceled it. Then they brought it back and because people protested because they liked it. Anyways, it is a time travel show and it can, it can be a little cheesy at times, a little bit, but what they do is they they use like real historical events and it so it kind of is a little educating but they do it in an interesting way and 
they have to go back in time and say something is I don't they have to fix something and but they can't they have to bring this girl who's like a history buff which is played by Abigail not Spencer yep oh Spencer Abigail Abigail Spencer. Spencer Um, so they have to bring her because she's the time or she's the history buff and she will know what needs to ha- like stay so that nothing changes in, in, uh, the future or whatever. Anyways, I, I, both Dad and I really enjoyed it. We just thought it was so interesting. And then after every show we would be like, Oh, what? Like we'd want to learn more about what happened in that time because they did a couple of big events, but mostly it was like these smaller events that we didn't know about. And so we both really liked it. However, it got canceled and then they did a movie to kind of wrap up, which I thought was a good idea because they kind of left it as a cliffhanger and then they canceled the show and we're like, okay, you can't do that. Anyways, I give it an 8.2 out of 10. Go ahead. Uh, Second last one, I have Stranger Things. Yes. Can't wait to hear this. This is a show that the first season is absolutely incredible. This This is how I love telling the story. I watched... Season one of Stranger Things on a Thursday, on like a Wednesday, Thursday, like finished it in two days. Yeah. I watched the season two on Friday and I have not watched Stranger Things since. No, I know. Because those two seasons left me at such a good point. I was like, cool, this is all I want the show to be. Yeah. And I think they're on like season four. Yeah, at least. Maybe five. I think another one's coming out. Because they said, the writer said, we're going to do five seasons because we don't want to go too long. Boof. I think they went too long, like whatever, a couple right. ago. But it's only because for me, season two was too similar to season one. So I was like, so he's captured again? Like that we're not. Okay. Okay, cool. We'll just go with that. So, but I loved season one. Like, I mean, you have the 80s vibe, you have 80s music, clothes, whatever. I was so in it. And the story was unique. Mm. And it was, it yeah, it was captivating. But man, just did not. No, I don't even know if I watched the whole second season because I was like, nope. And they bring in Sean Astin, which is great. I know. Good old Bob. He was from my childhood. I grew up with him. I will give Stranger Things, and this might seem a little harsh. I'm going to give Stranger Things a 7.2. Okay. Because those two seasons are very good, but they've continued. Yeah. So that really fine. hurts them. I saved one of my favorites for last b- before we talk about our two that are similar. So this is one of my all-time favorite TV dramas I've ever watched, and it is The Americans. It is about Russian spies living in the U.S. It's played by Matthew Rice. Reese. Uh, probably say Reese because isn't it R H Y S? Yeah. Probably say Reese. So Matthew Reese and Carrie Russell. It is set in the '80s and is during Cold War time, right? Cold War time. Yeah. And it is, I mean, the music is great. The clothes are great. The disguises, they have all these identities. But my favorite part of the show, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to articulate this like I want to, but follow me along here, is they can create a chaotic scene with nothing really happening. When I think of chaos, I think people screaming, cars are moving, everything's fast. There's lots of people, you know, that's like a, you've created a chaos scene. They somehow create a chaos where you're on, like you are holding your breath where nothing is really happening. It's, it's so remarkable to me. I've never seen anything like it. Like you think that these people could die at any moment and you are so stressed out yet. Nothing is really 
I don't know how they did it. Like they're just, it's so well done. Like that show is, it's so well done and definitely one of my favorite dramas I've ever watched, but I love spy stuff. So that definitely helps. And the acting of these two, cause they're always in disguises and they have to like, one guy has like, he has to pretend he's married to another girl. Like it's, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Anyways, I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. I almost gave it a 10 out of 10, but then I was like, okay. okay. I don't think there's any, any such thing as a perfect show. No. As great as a lot of shows are. I, I just think you can always find something where you're like, yeah, I didn't love this. Yeah, definitely. I liked the last season. It was because I think they had to kind of like, you can't just keep, you can't be the same recipe. That's really good. Really good thing about this show is they do keep evolving and stuff. But the last season was a, wasn't at, it ends great though. I love the ending. I love the last episode because they really do wrap everything up. Like you're not left with any questions, but it is really stressful, like really stressful, but in a fun way. I don't know. I don't know if I described it correctly because it sounds like it would be boring to watch, but it's not. Like, I wish I had a, like a good example too. Like tense almost. Oh my God. You're so tense. Like it's so, it's so tense, but I can't think of all the, all I can think is they're at the apartment and they don't know if they're going to get captured, but they're just kind of standing there, but it somehow they're stressed, but calm. So we're stressed at home watching. I don't know. Yeah. Or like they have to go and they have to like get something and it's so, I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to watch it to really get into it. But I think it's like one of the best shows ever made. I just loved it so much. That's it. Another pandemic watch. You should. No, I, I said, didn't oh, you watch it? Oh, for us. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was. And we plowed through it. We were like, wow. Because I think for us, we couldn't get it. And then once they put it, whatever we watched on, whatever they put it on, we were just like, okay, we're in it now. In it to win it. My last show before we get to our two in common is an absolute classic. Yes. HBO's own. Okay. Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And I know a lot of people are going to tell me I overrate this show and the last season was terrible and this and that. Go back and watch the first six. Yeah. Go back and watch the first six seasons and tell me this isn't one of the best shows ever made. But ever made. Yeah. And honestly, I'm I'm a person that just is, you know what? Did I love the ending? No. It was at the worst. No. It could have been a lot. Could have been a lot worse. Yeah. And that being said, I gave Game of Thrones a 9.4. Oof. Because... Nice. We can't let one season, and again, I am i don't think it was that bad. I don't think it was that bad either, and I think it, we've talked about this before, where I think people are just sad it was ending, so they had to kind of grab, grab on, grip on to like, like, oh, I don't really like it anyway. So I'm not going to miss it. Just, so I'm not going to miss it, because it doesn't even, it's not even good anymore, like, man, right? It was, I don't think there will ever be a show again that Monday morning, mm-hmm. if you didn't watch it. Oh, you're you're behind. You're you, yeah. That's that's your mistake. We're talking about it. All of us stayed up to watch it. It's an hour of your life on a Sunday. I know it's not always easy. You could be working nights or whatever. Yeah. But it was it was appointment television. Yeah. And that will never happen again. I always think back the last season, the penultimate episode, the big battle episode, nothing will ever top that night of TV, not just because of that, but also, again, I'm bringing it to sports here for a second. It was Game 7, 
second round Raptors 76ers where Kawhi hits the shot where it bounces all over the rim. I was working that night and I told everyone, nobody talk to me. I'm going home. I'm watching Game of Thrones. I'm watching this basketball game. And at, I probably got home at like two o'clock in the morning and stayed up till four or five because I needed to watch what was going on. Yeah. Yeah. We had um, my friend and his wife came over to watch it because he doesn't get HBO and he was like I can get the show like the next day or whatever but I well I don't want to miss like I need to be part of it so I'm just gonna come over to your house so I was like okay cool we're not gonna talk though so like you can come over and sit on the couch with us but this isn't like a social visit like we and I don't think we said a word I don't even think anybody moved for that hour and a half like we all just sat we all had a glass of wine then it was done our wine and then but nobody got up we didn't pause it nobody pee like it was like the most intense I've ever sat and watched a show like it was pretty intense that, that did suck that year that like I was always working on Sunday night so I always. could never watch it with you guys I know but it was always it was always good to be like like I remember waking up that next day and being like oh my god that was yeah one of the best episodes of a tv show yeah no, it is a good show for sure. It would definitely be up there. If I had to rank like my top dramas, it would definitely be in my top five. I think everyone's judgment gets clouded because they didn't like the ending. Yeah. It's like, well, what did you want to happen? Like, ugh, people are so annoying sometimes. All right. Let's get to our two in common. All right. Which one do you want to do? You let's can... do This Is Us. Okay. Because I'll save the best for last. Ooh. Oh, a little teaser, guys. Yeah, This Is Us, another show. I feel like a lot of these have been, I haven't finished it. But I've seen enough of it where I know I know the vibe. We're jumping back and forth between. And honestly, they do a good job of adding the element of we can go the kids as kids, mm-hmm. as teenagers, as adults. Mm-hmm. It's kind of good that we have that back and forth between the three. And honestly, I'm contradicting myself because you usually say I don't like that in movies but with this show it works because they always tell not the same story but they but tell a theme similar enough stories yeah, yeah it's a theme usually right so they tie it all they tie it all in I would say this show is one of the most unique shows it's like it's innovative and the storyline and the time switching like I don't know his brain I don't know how he can keep that they must have the biggest whiteboard ever and just trying to keep everything straight and then make each episode a theme episode is pretty great. Now, it's emotional, okay? I have to be in the mood for the show. It isn't something I can just pop on and watch because sometimes I'm like, oh, it's sometimes it's too heavy for me. Wow. Where I'm just like, oh, here we go. I didn't feel like that in the beginning, though. In the first two, uh, first two seasons... I was okay with it. And then it kind of just got heavy for me. And I was just like, oh, God, it's just they're always upset. And they're always like, but there has been some standout episodes that I was like, that was like, it would be over. And I'd be like, that was incredible. Yeah, like a lot of the Vietnam episodes were really good. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is good. And you're always when they flash like forward. And then you see something and you're like, oh, how are we going to get there? Like they just did something at the end of the other season, like whatever, whatever one just ended. And now the new one is on now. It just started in January. But the way it ended, what's wrong? Is it not done? I thought it was done. No, a new. we're watching a new season right now. Oh, I thought the last chapter was like the last episode. 
No. Oh. No, we're, we just started a new season. I guess, uh, I guess the last chapter does make sense. That is the last season. Yeah. So I don't know how many episodes there are. I think there's like, it's less though. It's not like a normal season, I think. But it's, um, yeah. So we watched like a couple and I'm always like, every time it ends, I'm like, God, that show is so great. But, but getting me to watch it is very tricky <laughs> because I'm like, no, I'm not in the mood for, I want something lighter or i i love all my all of our like fbi shows and stuff like that so like i like that kind of stuff so sometimes i'm like okay am i in the mood to be crying um no (laughs) you know so yeah you go ahead and then we can see what we rated it i don't know i'm good i'm ready to rate okay i gave it an 8.10 only because he said 8.10 oh sorry (laughs) 8 out of 10 8 out of 10 and it would be higher i do think they should have ended it sooner though i think we're dragging it out a little bit too long like i think it started out so strong and i think what people have to realize is that sometimes shows like they come like ted lasso it's gonna come in it's gonna rock our world but then it's going and that's all you're gonna get and you just better enjoy it and that's it and i think people have to take a page from that more often i know people want more but sometimes there isn't more because then the more tends to kind of be crappier. Yeah. So you got to just let it, let it ride. Let it go. Yeah. Enjoy and let it go. Your rating? 8.2. So we're not, we're similar. Like yeah, we're, it just, yeah, it's just because it's dragged on. Yeah. And like there's so many stories to wrap up that it never feels like there's enough time. I'd also love to see a version of the show that was that's like in chronological order right to see what that would be like i do like the topics they do tackle though it is really good and very relevant so it's good they've done a really good job it is a really good show it's just yeah it's just one of those ones that i'm like wrap it up all right our last one euphoria euphoria another hbo show we're in season two episode i think it's four 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 the the openings uh, especially of this season the opening kind of sequences that they do are like movies like the one they did this past week was about um i haven't seen it oh why didn't you watch it i haven't had time i'm a very busy girl sorry okay well it's basically a movie and it's just like heartbreaking yeah like the sequence of events and i understand everyone's criticism of the show that it's um the one i don't get is that it's glorifying like the the like sexuality oh. of high school kids but like if you don't know like this stuff happens in high schools like it is a little outrageous and i don't think it's as <laughs> it's funny that it's, it's just funny that there was someone that was like, the show's unrealistic. And Sarah and Meg were sitting there and they were like, that's exactly what it was like for us. Like, they were like, that's exactly what our parties are like. That's, they were just like, that was exactly. And I was like, oh, Lord. Yeah, I, I'm still going to go with it's a little unrealistic. Well, I think you got to dramatize it up a little bit. For sure. And it's the way to keep people interested. And I think also one one person that everyone complains about who I think deserves more credit is Sydney Sweeney or Cassie. Ah, I love her. Because everyone goes, oh, she's so embarrassing. She's so cringe. How could she do this? How could she do that? And it's, well... Look at her backstory. They do a good job of the show of like, this episode's about this person. We're going to learn about this person and why they are the way they are. Right. So even the characters you don't like, you're like, okay, I don't like you, but I understand why 
you became that person. Yeah. Nate. I don't know why I was dancing around it. They do a good job with the Nate episode to be like, it makes sense why you became that person. Right. And even in this season, they're building characters even more. They just really deal with a lot of teen stuff without it being kind of thrown in your face. Like it's, it's, you know, I don't know. They just, the, everything about the show to me is perfection. Like, the music is amazing. Visually, one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. Like, they take such risks and things that you've never seen before in TV shows. The way it's filmed, like the first episode back when they were at the party and the way they spotlighted into who they wanted you to look, kind of look at. And then the spotlight would go away and it would be another group of people. Like, you, know, it's just visually, it's just so appealing to me. Like, it just really is one of my favorite shows to, like, watch. I gave it a 10 out of 10. Wow. I know. I really love it, though. The only reason I'm going to hesitate to give it that high of a score is, again, the I know the Daredevil broke that, but, like, the three-season rule of if you can get through three seasons, I believe, in your oh, show okay. a lot more. Right, right. Um, I think the stuff people bring up is fair criticism. I know they complained about uh, the writing of some of the characters, not... They make some people a little one-dimensional, and also you could tell the female characters are written by men mm. because it's not necessarily how they would act. Right, right. Um, I gave it an eight point six. Wow. Because I'm, I also hesitate that I don't want it to become like Riverdale or Thirteen Reasons Why. Ugh, God, me either. Like that's just that's my concern of what it could become. Right. Oh, I hope not. And also I don't that think it will, though. Zendaya is so, like, she's an executive producer now on the show. Like, she is she is one of the smartest right now young Hollywood stars that we have out there. Like, she's so brilliant. And and then she did that movie with Sam Levinston, the one who, is that how you say his last name? The one who does Euphoria. They did the Malcolm and Marie together. And they basically, well, like, he wrote it, and then she would have input and stuff like that. Like, I don't think she would let it get... I hope she wouldn't let it get cheesy like that. I don't want to say cheesy because that's mean, but Riverdale is like, no, it's no. I liked it in the beginning. And then I was like, no, I'm over it. It's fair. Not Euphoria though. 10 out of 10. It's not expected. It's just, that. you know what it is for me? That music by Labyrinth, like <gasps> the, the music is, is the most unique music I've ever heard. It's so visually stimulating. It's like, it's just so good. And I love the topics they kind of deal with. And I like, like kind of the, the characters going through trying to figure themselves out. I don't know. And I love, they're all unique. Like Maude Apatow, like Iris. No, that's not her name. Uh, Lexi. Lexi is like the goody two shoes, whatever. And now we're starting to see her kind of, you know, she's, she's branching out a little. She is, and then you're going to watch this episode and not say, like, no, she's not, but I think her si- her rebellion is a lot different than most teenagers. Mm, okay. Yeah. I have to watch that this yeah, weekend. You do. I know, but I've been busy. You'll be, like, two behind. No. Never. Don't even say it. It's a conference championship weekend, too. <laughs> the semifinals? Semifinals. Technically, you're not wrong. It's the semis. All right, let's pick our movies for next week. Life is Beautiful. And Gladiator. Perfect. We picked that really quick. I know. We're so Definitely fast. not that there was just two movies left. Three. Three. And Lord of the Rings. Well, so I guess it is the first Lord of the Rings. 
Is it? It looks like it. I, okay. don't, I, don't, I doubt they would call like the third one just Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that's true. I know there's like Return of the King and stuff. Have you seen Life is Beautiful? No. You've always wanted me to watch it. I've always wanted you to watch it. It was like, it's a really beautifully done movie. It's really sad, yeah. but it's beautiful. I think especially on an anniversary like today. Yeah, that's a, that is a good point, right? For sure. It is, um, it's really well done. Gladiator. It's on Tyler's top 10 of all time list. I was thinking, is that Are You Not Entertained? I'm pretty sure that's what it is because you didn't know that quote. Which one? Are You Not Entertained? Oh. I I remember seeing it, but it was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, thumbs down. I actually don't know if that's Gladiator either. Oh, okay. Hey, you never know. Well, I guess we'll just have to see. <laughs> You'll have to tune in next week when we talk about it. <laughs> All right, Casey, you got anything else? I got nothing else. And besides that, we'll see you next time. Bye.